Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you some crazy, weird, surprising. And um, what did Jesse say at the very end of episode two? The most dramatic analysis ever. Shut up, Jesse. Hey, guys, I'm Ramardia. <laughs> My name is Brendan. Welcome back. I don't know what's going to happen, but for them to make four hours of content out of whatever Rachel's going to do, it must be wild because I, the Gabby story be wild. The Gabby story I is swear. basically wrapped up. If I, I swear, if it is just like another set of like cruise vouchers, I'm be so mad. <laughs> next next week, it. next week, the entire second hour is just Billy Eichner. Yeah. What I, I'm loving the memes um, that came out of Jesse Palmer making that weird announcement at the end. I literally thought they were going to be like, somebody died, actually, so you can't watch the rest of this. I, I, I watched him just like, there. what is happening that he is in this mostly, mostly unput-together studio? Right. Like, people were like, what? Why is he in a broken down set? Um, people were tweeting, I'm going to need Jesse Palmer to never address me like that on my TV again. <laughs> I literally, I'm laying on my couch, you know, because I was telling you earlier, I'm on vacation this week. I'm laying on my couch. I'm on my phone. You know, I'm just a commercial break, you know? I, yeah. I'm wondering who's going to win claim to fame. Is it going to be LC or Logan? You Couldn't know? care less. I haven't watched a single second of it. Listen, I got roped into it because I accidentally left it on one night. And then for the last four weeks, I've been watching it. Like, it's it's maddening and very hooking. Anyway, um, but that's what I'm laying there thinking. And all of a sudden, Jesse comes on very quiet and tells me things like, this is the most dramatic season finale ever. Um, it's so dramatic that we're going to have to show you live. Like... It's so dramatic that I can't tell you anything right now. It's so dramatic. There's not even music behind me as I tell you this. Like, please don't treat this like freaking 9-11. Just like tell me. We don't know that it's not. What in the world? It could it could end the fabric of the show as we know it. <laughs> Stop it. Fingers okay. crossed. Fingers crossed that they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe we can't force people to get engaged anymore. Also, we're never having two leads again because no one cares about anyone at all. My goodness. But right. Uh, some some crazy stuff happened. Let's get to I, it. Having this conversation is definitely going to refresh my memory because even, even taking notes and even like trying to keep all of this together mentally, I still am like, which episode did this happen? So, you know, I'm sure you guys out there listening are probably the same. You know, um, we don't remember what night happened and when it happened, but we just know that some dramatic stuff, uh, including your friend Rachel. Uh, you are you have this bad habit of wanting to recap the entire episode in three minutes at the start of the show. Uh, yeah. Can you wait? <laughs> We're going to get to all of this. Uh, you I are know, so impatient. My goodness. Fine. You are so impatient. Okay. <laughs> Like, Let's get started. <laughs> Let's get this started. So we start uh, Monday night. Our first date 
is Gabby and Eric. And they, now they have both told each other that they're falling in love with each other. And that is where we are at, at the moment with them. Yeah. Uh, what are you, thoughts on Eric before we move into this, where we're at with, with him specifically? Um, thoughts on Eric. Thoughts on Eric are that he is, even though she's trying to convince me, and she's probably trying to convince herself that he's the one, like I told you last week, I don't think any of these men are the one for Gabby. So I think she is really trying to force him into this box of like, it could be him. It's probably him. It. I believe at this moment, he is like, even when Nate was on the show, I think this was the only relationship that would work. Because as, as much as I loved her and Nate together, mm-hmm. we cannot forget that Nate has a daughter and she has no interest in this moment in being a parent. For sure. However, though, I do think that sometimes if it's like, if it's not here, then maybe find it somewhere else. You know? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if she's going to give this one a shot, then I think from the beginning, this was going to be the best option. Yeah. But uh, but I wouldn't want to be someone's best option, you know, within within something like, I feel like he's the next best option. This guy has a daughter. This is who I would have picked, but he's got a daughter. He's got life circumstances that are not tracking with where I'm at right now. So therefore, I'm going to pick this guy, my well, runner-up. I, think, I don't even think that makes him the next best him. option. I don't think that makes him the next best option. I think that you have to weigh the entirety of someone's life situation mm-hmm. in the comparison. So while Nate isn't, while Nate is a very good option for her, the fact that that has that he is she that he has a daughter and she does not want to be a mom at least not right now mm-hmm. doesn't make Eric the next best option and just puts a con in Nate's pile I mean yeah I mean I I do agree I do agree to an extent but for to me though I'm like if I am not finding it here if I'm looking for something that's going to set my soul on fire and that only thing that was close was somebody that I had to let go, I might, I like to believe at least I've never been the bachelorette, but I would think that I would be willing to just be like, let me just, let me just uh, not go forward with this. Let me just, you know, or let me just pick somebody and say, Hey, we don't have to get engaged. I don't, I, don't, you know? I mean, I, th- other than, I think that's what she's doing. I don't know if, like, obviously we don't know if she's going to get engaged or not. I thought that that's what she was doing until seeing the crazy previews. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, is homegirl still waiting for an engagement? <laughs> I don't know. So we'll get into it. Uh, Gabby and Eric, they go to the Lover's Leap. And they are going to do some jumping. And I tweeted out. As I was watching this, I said, I would stab a Jesse in the throat before I took that height, before I took any of these jumps. Absolutely. I Absolutely. don't do, I don't do diving into water. Yeah. You, you don't do heights, right? I don't really do heights and I do not dive into water. Diving into water would freak me out. 
like yeah if diving in water would really freak me out if i was on the show and it was you can leave here alone and shamed or jump off the high dive and say, like, well, I guess I'm leaving alone and shame. I'm not You're like, jumping. well, I, uh, I'm fine. I've survived this long. I'm fine. <laughs> right. I'm, I've been alone this long. I think I'll be okay. It reminds me of, um, have you ever seen Butch Cassidy, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I've heard of it. I've never seen it. So there's a scene where um, Butch and Sundance are on this cliff and um, they're like, we're going to have to jump. You know, Butch tells Sundance, like, we're going to have to jump. And so, uh, you know, Sundance is like, no, no, like, we'll we'll go around. And he's like, dude, no, like, we're going to have to jump. Like, there's no other way. And so then he reveals, like, he can't swim. <laughs> and yeah. it's probably one of my favorite scenes, in, like, the entire movie, probably one of my favorite scenes in any classic movie. Um, highly recommend, by the way. But the way that they get, like, a running jump and, like, the way he's like, oh, shit. Like that would be me <laughs> the whole way down. <laughs> I would bleep, 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 bleep all the way <laughs> down and probably assume that I would be in heaven by the time I landed. Like that, no way. I would not I don't think I don't think I would do it either. Yeah. Uh so basically uh they get to the high point, Gabby's scared, they he ends up convincing her to do it and they jump together. We head to the dinner portion. We get a little more I think this was the most interesting evening portion because mm-hmm. Gabby led us in more to her life as a child. Yeah. I do think see, I told you my poltergeist you yeah, like. It's creepy. See that? I don't get it. I don't get it, y'all. But um so do you think that this is a sign? The fact that she led us into her childhood a bit more. Do you think it's a sign that she does connect with Eric more? Uh, I think partially. I think that they definitely like had that conversation at that first date where they talked about her mother. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, yeah, I do think that her and Eric are very close. And I feel like, it, especially at this point with Nate gone, he is the only option for her mm-hmm. to have a successful relationship because of where Johnny and Jason are. Yeah, maybe I just don't like Eric's hair, so I don't want it to be him. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's not my favorite part of him, but it is a consensus that the internet's not super pro Eric's hair. Keep talking. I'm gonna fix this light really quick. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so we get to the conversation. Uh, she says that her parents separated when she was little, and her dad was gone a lot because he was in the Air Force, and her mom walked worked two jobs. She said, I did a lot of growing up on my own. There were a lot of times where I did have to change who I was in order to receive love. Her, like, whenever she talks about it, it makes me so sad. It's, it's you know? really heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. And you really realize that, like, Gabby has been doing so much work on herself. But I think that some people online, especially when I read this, people were making good points, though, because some people were like, Gabby shouldn't actually be dating on a on this kind in this kind of realm and i was like what at first i'm like come on get out of here gabby can like she's ready for a relationship but then as things kind of start to break down with these fantasy suites i found myself wondering the same thing you know because i just think that there's some things that 
I don't know. There's some things that, and obviously none of us are perfect in dating, but there's some things that I'm kind of like, I don't know if she was ready for this. Maybe you know? not, but I also think that a situation like this tests the things that you've worked on in therapy to such an extreme that yeah. maybe, because like she said, she's been in therapy for a long time mm-hmm. and you don't like, until you're put in stressful situations, you're not really testing the things that you've worked on and the things that you've learned. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So it may not be the best situation for her, but I think that this is a test of all the all the work that she's put in. Because mm-hmm. I like I, like I said, I hadn't really thought about it like that until I was reading those comments, and yeah. then I was like, "Ooh, wait, maybe they have a point." But I think that you present a good counterpoint as well, you know? Because, I mean, you're not going to know unless you dive in, which is literally what they did before they dinner. Did. All right. Well, we are we, – we move on to Eric's response. He says, I can't imagine going through what you've gone through and turning out so effing amazing. I'm in love with you, Gabby, and I don't want to leave here without you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we could have ended – I think we could have just ended Gabby's season right there. And like it would have been better off. They get the card for the overnight dates. Several moments that we could have just ended Gabby's season right there. Fair. But but we didn't. No. No, we didn't. They took us through three more hours. We sure did. Uh well, no, this was date one, so almost almost four more hours. Yeah. Because each each of the Monday dates were about a half hour each. So we still have three and a half hours. Uh, we do the yeah, evening right. portion. They have breakfast the next day. Eric says she is everything and more than I thought. And then he says the reality is it sucks that there are other relationships happening. I'm not a super jealous person, but when you have crazy feelings for somebody, it's going to hurt to know that there are other people still there. Well, that he's like, I'm not a super jealous person. However, <laughs> I'm going to kind of sort of pull a Susie and be like no i don't i don't think this is the same thing at all you don't no i don't what do you think this was i think this was i think this is someone who had a legitimate concern did not ask her to do anything about it Mm -hmm. didn't give any kind of ultimatum didn't say you can't do this was showing sharing a fear that he had and then because of what happened last season she was super triggered by it and yeah. he even told us afterwards, he's like, I messed up. Like, I brought something back up, probably encouraged by the producers because they had a conversation that they wanted to have on air, not right. on air. So they convinced him to meet up with her again and discuss it again. But what happened I was... I that she called that out, though. The fact that she's like, we talked about this with NXT without cameras. I don't think... Like, I feel like he was convinced that he needed to make sure that she was okay with that and it was not it was not by the producers for not his best interest Mm -hmm. i think they wanted them that he wanted they wanted him to have that conversation with her on air Mm -hmm. they happened on camera it happened off camera so they convinced him to bring it up again on camera so they could get her reaction again They're like, so what did you guys talk about last night? Ooh, that would have been really good on camera. Mm, Maybe you should talk to her about it again. 
I mean, it's obviously maybe more subtle than that. a really romantic thing and talk to her about it again. Or maybe don't talk to her about it. You know, but let whatever come up, come up. <laughs> You'd be a terrible producer. You were just like way too obvious that you wanted him to talk about it. <laughs> so uh, that that's how we end with... Basically, this doesn't happen here. So this date does not... Ha- this conversation about him bringing it back up does not happen on this date. We leave no. with them in a good place going off to the they, next they date. We leave him in a really good place. Like yes. this literally, like you were saying earlier, Gabby's Gabby's journey journey could have ended here. Like she could have been like, hey, you know what? This is the guy. Bookend it right here. I don't have to go on any more dates. I don't have to maybe kind of sort of like sleep with anybody else. I'm like, this is it. And we don't know if they even slept together. You know, I mean, they probably did, but like they were, they were kind of acting like they did. Yeah. Like, you know, who was super obvious. They didn't on night two. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. I think, I feel like both of them were super obvious. They didn't. (laughs) Like I was like, I can't wait to get to this one date in particular. Cause I literally was like either like that, that sex must've been atrocious. <laughs> okay. Well, Y'all are talking about coffee. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. We have Rachel and Avon is the next, uh, he, as a reminder, he has told her she's falling in love with him with, with her. She is not reciprocated to him, but she reciprocated to us. Yeah. She is falling in love with Aiden. She's falling in love with him. Yeah, so they go out on a boat. Uh, I think this is the best that Rachel has looked in weeks in terms of like an outfit because it's not a horrific dress or a outfit covered in a massive over trench coat. I think that Rachel's both episodes this week, Rachel looked the best that she's had all season. Maybe Carrie was finally let go of his duties. But we're moving on. No, he'd still be tweeting and Instagramming about it. <laughs> uh, so before we get started on that date, though, Tino has a sit down with Jesse because they're like, hey, Jesse, Tino's about to lose his mind. You should go chat with him. Tino's really mysteriously clueless about the way that his family feels. <laughs> you should go talk to him. <laughs> uh, he, he tells Jesse. I feel, like this, I feel like this sit down also was to like encourage Tino to maybe pull a move. Like Eric did, you know. I feel like the producers were like, you know, you want to go jump the gun? You want to go talk to Rachel? You want to go talk to her in the middle of the date right now? Well, you, they should have said, Eric talked to her after the date was over. Front runners talk, front runners interrupt dates. Right. Do you want to keep being a front runner or do you want to be a baby back bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Tino tells Jesse the waiting game is just like gut wrenching at times. It is trying to be is trying my patience beyond anything I could have imagined, uh, and then he was caught off guard by his dad's questioning at the hometown date. And I'm pretty sure, just like by looking at his dad, that's the most that's the most his dad his dad has ever been. Right, <laughs> right. I don't for a sec. I don't understand. Like literally, you know how I have, like I've developed this habit um, of like cooking dinner while watching The Bachelor, so sometimes I miss things every every but week. No. I feel like. But listen, when you're making couscous, it's super easy. That's true. And you can still, you can still listen. Set it and forget I it. I love it. But um, but yeah, so meanwhile, like I'm at my oven, you know, 
like reading my directions, everything, doing things right. And Tino's like, I I just don't understand my I don't understand my dad. I don't understand. I think that maybe he's just looking out. Oh, I don't understand how she got this this impression. I'm actually worried that she really thinks that my family doesn't like her. And I'm like, Tino, <laughs> did you grow up with them? Because I feel like all your girlfriends from the past would have been like, that's your dad. <laughs> that's the most that's your dad. Your that's the most that's your dad me. your dad has ever been. It's like a list of women who are like, why, why do you think we didn't marry you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's, he continues and says, the waiting game is like nails on a chalkboard and he says it's mind-boggling to me if like she's not sure at this point i certainly don't need to sleep with anybody else tino 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 i just i don't want to talk about him anymore and i know we have to because he's not going anywhere obviously i just hope that i just hope that after this season we never hear or see from him again in any other program involving the show just when I thought he was out, he pulled nope. himself back in. He pulled himself back in, yep. and I'm literally like, I don't understand. I really don't. I don't. I don't understand your girl. I don't. We'll keep going. We'll go back to Avon State, and we'll talk some more about it. But I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's baffling. So we get back. We cut back to uh, Rachel and Avon State. They are out in the out on the boat. Avon says that I'm a hundred percent ready, but I definitely want to be want it to be something that you feel as well. Well, she says, how, "Go ahead." How old is Avon? I think he was mid to upper twenties. Okay, I you need, you want to pull it, you want to pull it up while I read about their conversation? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, because this also my thoughts about this will bleed into later date. Okay. Uh, so he's, she says, I know you would, so then she's ready to go. She's I, I know you would never use the word if you were absolutely feeling it, which is why I'm comfortable saying that I'm falling in love with you. I truly mean it. He's 28, by the way. So you're, I, I, I think, I think where, if you're going where you, I think you're going then I think that's, that's no longer works. Yeah. He's old yeah. enough. So they clearly have a uh, a decent a decent evening together. Rachel blushes the next morning and says that he's the full package, and Avon feels very confident with where they are at as they have breakfast the next day. Yeah, which I mean, rightfully so. Like, yeah, the vibe after their date, it was like she's like Avon's hat. I'm falling in love with a hot guy. That's where she's at. She's yes. like, yes. And I genuinely think that he's falling for her. Oh, I 100% believe Aiden. I 100% do not trust Rachel. Stop. (laughs) Okay. Next. Where I am, bro. It's where I am. I don't trust her. She, in these two episodes, told me, basically the whole season, I was like, ugh, Rachel. I mean, she's sweet, but she's kind of boring. Sweet, but she's kind of boring. Fantasy Sweet Week hits, and she's like, just kidding. Duped. I'm not boring. I'm a gas lighter. Boom. Stop she, it. she threw that threw that lighter on on the gasoline and blew up. Yeah, that's what happened. So next we have Rachel and Tino. As a reminder that they both said they're falling in love with love with each other after the worst hometown in the history of the show. 
But Rachel is worried because I've never seen a family hate anyone as much as they hated her. She says, I think tonight we we need to do we do need to discuss the fact that his family is really not supportive, how we're going to move past it. Uh, I wouldn't say they're not supportive, Rachel. I'd say that they'd rather stab you than see you again. Right. Like, if if y'all end up engaged, Tino's dad and mom are going to be like, well, great, we're going on vacation, though. Have fun at the wedding. Yeah. So they ride some horses. Then they go sit at a watering hole. And it's that, and, uh, Rachel says there's just a little bit of general anxiety about our uh, coming off hometowns. And then uh, Tino kind of encourages her to be like, hey, let's not worry about that. Like, me and you can handle it. We'll get through it. Even mm-hmm. though we have, even though that if you move to California, no one there will like you. <laughs> Everyone will hate you. The only enjoyable experience of California will be the fact that you're blonde and tan and like that'll be good for you. Other than that, nothing else will bode well. Yeah. But I love you. <laughs> so after the conversation, they uh, she tells us a little more, says, my one thing I wanted out of hometowns was acceptance. Can he honestly move forward with an engagement without the support of his family? Legit question. Can we? And at I mean, could you? No. Right. No. Like, if if I'm dating a guy with the full knowledge that his parents hate me, yes. that are questioning my very existence on this earth, let alone in their living room, am I going to be like, you know what, though? He put a ring on it. No. I don't get what's happening here. I don't get what's happening here. I think I'm pretty sure I even yelled that as I took a bite out of my freshly made couscous. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, she she says, I just feel like they don't like me. I think that the last thing your dad said to me was, and I almost laughed out loud at this, said, well, I'm not going to disown him if he gets engaged. I just can't accept it. Did he say that on camera? I, I don't know. Remember. I must have missed that. But even, right. did you see Tino when she said that? He said... <laughs> that, that Tino's was, like, oh. That was the oh. most authentic I think Tino has been this whole time. Uh, yeah. He was like, yeah. yeah, they do hate you. I also loved, did you hear my lawn over text tone that just went off? I did not. Oh, dang. I was hoping it got picked up because it was like that fit in perfectly right when Tino's reaction would have been. <laughs> uh, so they have a little more conversation and Tino says, I know they're going to come around, end of story. I know it's not going to be overnight. There's just no reality here where they don't get on board. Like, So I don't... what are you going to do? Like hold them hostage until they say, yes, we love her. I mean, maybe. He... I feel like uh, secretly, okay, I feel like Tino would. He would pull some crap like yeah. that. That's why I didn't say it wasn't crazy. Like he would. His personality, I don't wanna like I don't wanna throw like some major shade, but I've said before, I don't like Tino's vibe. Okay. I don't like his control. I'm not saying that he's gotten into trouble before. I'm not saying that he could be psychologically unhinged in the future. (laughs) But I'm saying I don't like his vibe. (laughs) 
Uh, when you say things like there's no there's no reality that they don't get on board, I'd be like. <laughs> he says, you get on board and he cocks again and says, well, you get off board. <laughs> he'd, be like, oh, he'd be like, oh, Tino being Tino again. <laughs> right. Like, oh, let's just, you know, it's fine. It's fine. There sounds like there's like something in your trunk, like someone's screaming, ah, oh, that's just Tino being Tino. Don't worry about it. Finish your barbecue. <laughs> he, uh, He's he he's he does say something that's not doesn't make me want to stab him. He says you're so incredibly beautiful and you match that with your ambition with your ambition, being smart, wanting a family, wanting a career. My heart's a little bit in my throat saying this, but I love you, Rachel. I'm not gonna lie, he did get me with the ambition line. He did get me with like, oh, you know, like you're so this, you're yeah. so that because I put myself in her shoes and I was like, dang, no, if somebody was like, I like how ambitious you are, I'd be like, oh. Okay, let's get married tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she says, I love you too. We move now, what on. What did you think when she said this? I was, to say I was disappointed would be an understatement. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they have a good night together. The next day is and memorable and we move on to the weirdest hometown ever gabby and johnny yeah it was where where our article gives a l-bomb status and it says none to date though johnny does think gabby is the dopest girl he's ever hung with international weekly is killing me with this um but it's true it's true and i think what was it? i think i shared it last night let me look back um but there was a line. So Johnny is like, you're the dopest girl I've ever hung with. And um, we'll see later on that. Um, oh, what's his name? Is it Jason? That's the name, right? <laughs> Jason. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one more week of this left and I'm still at what's his name. <laughs> but he is like, I'm really into you. And when they pulled these lines, mm-hmm. I literally was like, Am I in high school again? You know, like I really do think at the beginning of like just meeting a guy at like, you know, at the park or whatever, and it's like you're a dope girl. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I really think that like, you know how like if you have like a compass and it gets like too close to like a magnet, it gets like messed up, and like north isn't north anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like something must have messed up Gabby's picker, because besides Eric. All, both of these guys are horrific trash. Um, yeah. It's crazy. And the fact that we were all playing along until these moments, until these dates, and then it was like record scratch. No. <laughs> no, it's like woke up and you're like, hang on a second. This is obviously not going to work out. But yet Gabby just keeps on, keeps on trying. Maybe we just all love Gabby so much that we wanted to believe that she was going to be good at this. That is exactly where I think we are, my friend. <laughs> we just, we because, just, we just so desperately, want, we just so desperately want her to be happy that we're just like, that's fine. You know what you're doing, even though she clearly doesn't. Uh, she tells no. us whenever I'm with Johnny, it is so f- easy and effortless. I'm so hopeful about a future with him. Uh, well, the future lasts about 15 more minutes when you guys hang out on the boat and then the beach together. And then we get the entire thing uh, blown up in our face when we see him in an ad for Paradise. 
Okay, I so I missed this. I and I'm see, glad I did. I didn't see it either, but I was on Twitter and Twitter was a blaze. Right. So like I, I'm glad I missed this. Um because yeah, and people on Instagram were kicked. They were like, uh, not not paradise ruining the end of the bachelor in the middle of the final sweep. <laughs> Paradise did not just do that. Yeah, I didn't realize that they did it, though. I missed it. So I'm glad I did. But at the same time, I knew that Johnny was not going to be the no. one. No. So telling me that he's on the island, I would not have been mad at all. No, I, when, when I saw him, I'm just like, oh, good for Johnny. But it, it didn't sway me in any way. <laughs> You're like, ah, cool. <laughs> Uh, so they have a conversation where they both bas- both basically realize that she wants to get engaged and he's not sure he wants to date. <laughs> and she says, I feel like we want different things. If the timing isn't there, you want to fix it, but there isn't anything to fix. Yeah, okay, so real quick, what happened? Like Johnny, so Johnny didn't want to propose. He didn't want to... He knew that he couldn't get there to that proposal level in a week. But was Johnny also like, yeah, also you're not the girl for me. I think he wasn't in love with her. And Eric and Jason had, Eric had said, I'm in love with you. And Jason had expressed that he had strong feelings. Yeah. So I think, I know both Jason and Johnny were both like, yes, no engagements out. Uh-uh, not gonna happen. But we're having so much fun. Like when they both broke that news to their families, like, uh, oh, oh, engagement? No, not a chance. That kills me. Like, because I'm like both of y'all, both of y'all, Gabby. That's two out of three men that are like, no, uh-uh. And then we haven't told her yet. Kills me. But like, but I couldn't understand. Like, I feel like Jason. I feel like Jason was at a point where he was like, no. I was trying to literally dissect. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Let's go back to Johnny. I, I think what happened with, I'll, I'll give this. I think what happened with Jason is that the difference between Jason and Johnny was that Johnny was very upfront with where he felt. Yeah. J- and then Jason was singing a different tune to Gabby than he was to his family. And that's where I think I got confused because I was like, well, maybe he's just not ready to be engaged. But then at the end of it all, it seems like he wasn't even ready to be with her. Right. Yeah. Like it's just it was really weird. It's neither. Because the way that that disintegrated, I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then at this point after this, so they say goodbye we don't have an evening portion, but this allows Jesse to have a conversation with Jason. Jesse getting his salary and good this week with all these stupid conversations he's being forced to have. Oh, Jesse. They just need to utilize him more or yeah. not have a host. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he. So they have this conversation. He can't even say that he's falling in love with her. He says, I mean, I would say not quite that I'm there just yet. Just yet. And then I have, I have strong feelings towards Gabby. And hopefully it turns into something real after this. Like the departure of Johnny was sad, but it wasn't too sad. And I feel like Gabby was just like, nah, I mean, I get what I deserve now. But the like the fact that it was cut 
the like it was edited the way that like Jason is literally like, yeah, I'm not there yet. And Gabby is like, you know, I'm falling in love with him. And I think that's where he's at too. And yada, yada, yada. And he's like, no. Do I love the girl? No. Am I still dating her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then now we have our last section, which is the aforementioned Gabby and Eric discussion. So I really don't think we need to get into this too much because we talked about it a lot earlier. But yeah, yeah, she just gets the date card that says, I need to see you. I'll be waiting on the bridge. Okay. Did you think that it was Eric, though? I think it was probably Eric, but there was a lot of jokes on Twitter that it was Blake. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I didn't even think about that. And but also, maybe not a bad fit. Okay, totally. It makes sense. But at the same time, Blake also made sense with Katie. Like also makes sense with a lot of people until he doesn't. So I think that we need to remove him from the narrative. Fair. <laughs> but I thought that maybe um, it was Nate. I don't know why. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, he's got some trendy looking pants. What if it's Nate? What if it's Nate? Ah, oh, it's the mullet. <laughs> that was me the whole time. <laughs> uh, so they... They have this conversation where he says that he's really struggling with her possibly being intimate with anybody else. She's upset that they already had this conversation on overnights. We mentioned before mm-hmm. that we believe that this was just pushed by producers to have this conversation to get on camera, which, for sure, for sure. which I, once again, I hate it, but I would have done the same thing. You gotta have you gotta have the painful dramatic conversation about the thing that comes up every season, on camera. If I'm a producer, if I'm Eric, there's no way I'm bringing it up again. But if I'm the producer, I'm just like you should probably make sure that like, she just she just finished a date, maybe just check in. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I think. Um... <laughs> I love when Gabby, my favorite part was when Gabby says, I have no idea who this date card is from. I have no idea who wrote it. Girl, the same person that wrote all of your date cards, the same handwriting. It's called um, whatever, whatever font number seven. <laughs> no, I think those are handwritten. Those don't you know real person wrote that, Gabby. You know that. No, look at that card. I don't, that looks... That one looks typed, but I think mm-hmm. the overnight ga- date card looked written. I don't think it was written by Jesse, but I think it right. was written. Who writes in all caps like that, Gabby? Somebody's about to kidnap you. <laughs> Serial killer, yeah. No, no, uh, Gabby. Nobody wrote that. So after the conversation, Gabby says, him being like, I don't want you to have what we have with someone else. Well, that's not for you to say. Yeah, this is when she really broke down. Yeah, this is when, well, I'm changing my lighting right now. Um, but this is when she like really broke down and was like, uh, I feel like he's controlling me. I feel like he's, you know, trying to put me in this box. I feel like I'm gonna have to defend myself. I don't want to have to defend myself. This is the point where Twitter and Instagram were kind of like, should she be dating anyone? (laughs) Cause it seems kind of logical what he's kind of bringing up and you're like, what? You don't want me to sleep with anybody else? Unbelievable. Don't even talk to me about this. We're talking about this. Well, <laughs> and he's I, like, I mean, cool. It's cool. It's cool. And then she's like, no, it's not cool now. And he's like, no, it's cool. I'm going back home. No, it's not cool. Well, I think 
this we get to a point every season where the lead believes that their emotions are the only thing that matters. Like the contestants are the contestants are supposed to go with whatever they say. They decide whether it works out. This is like these people like I think we get to this point every season where it's just like they're just like he never loved you. Just like well, first of all, he's not contractually obligated to love you. He right. he has he has the ability every season, all the contestants do, to decide if they want a relationship with you. All mm-hmm. these people are here to try, but it's they're... It's definitely a two-way street. Nobody is forcing these men or women to stay. And it's almost like the lead says, no, you love me, and I decide if I love you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you are contractually obligated to love me, and then I will decide whether or not this relationship continues. Or that's I'm, such I'm, a freaking valid point. I'm, and I decide... What, I, couldn't put, I couldn't put my finger on like why it felt oddly like uncomfortable. I won't say... I won't say disturbing, but I will say uncomfortable. <laughs> the fact that like that she was saying these things and I was kind of like, but wouldn't that mean that he is behaving this way because he loves you? Yeah. You know, not because if he didn't care, if he was straight up like, oh, for sure, go sleep with those other men, you know, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like, I think I'd want somebody who was upset that I am still exploring my love life instead of deciding on him. But, like, him making that decision to be like, okay, here's the deal. I'm here for you. I don't like the fact that you're going to have to explore this, but I love you so much that I'm willing to be here at the end of it. But I'm not going to act like it doesn't hurt. Yeah. I'd rather have that than somebody who's just like, have fun. See you later. Yeah. (laughs) And this is where we kind of end episode one. So we will jump into episode two as at this point in episode two, we are, we start with Eric who's telling us that he, he messed up. He's like kind of lost trust in us and in her. I got really in my head and I wish I didn't. I effed up. Did he though? Like the more I think about it, honestly, I, I, I what he didn't uh, him having those feelings isn't messing up, but him bringing it up again on camera was what messed okay. up. Okay, that's true. That's true. Okay, he yeah. If that's, that's what he if that's what he means, like he got in his head. If like either from his own inability to let it go, or producers' assistance to not let it go, mm-hmm. the decision to go back. Was what messed it up because if he hadn't yeah. gone back, there would have been no confusion and no drama the rest of the mm-hmm. episode for Gabby. Because they left it on a really solid note. Like she was really vocal about the fact that, like, I, it could be him yeah. at the end of this and I'd be fine. And, like, maybe it'll stay this way. Maybe it won't hold up compared to the other guys. But they had departed on a good note. So, yeah, I think, yeah. Because I did feel a certain way about, like, if we already talked about it off camera, why are you doing this again? Kind of manipulation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, again, again, like they always say, the devil works hard, but the producers of The Bachelorette and The Bachelor work harder. Yep. Uh, so we jump right into Gabby and Jason's date. 
they go and play tennis together, which apparently, I did not notice at the time, apparently Jason's incredible at tennis. You know... Also, we don't know anything I, about it. He Apparently, he played tennis in college. Didn't I feel like this. Jason's come a long way. Jason's come a long way in the fact that, like, he started out on his first one-on-one, and I was, like, hooked. I was, like, he talked about therapy. He's so in touch with his emotions. Like, wow, he he really just put it all out on the table. He was really reserved. And then he started telling about his life and everything, and, oh, my gosh, like, this guy could be the one to bring me to episode whatever this is um, of the season. And I'm kind of, like, I'm over Jason. Just go home already. Well, I think <laughs> no one has made such a quick turnaround in like the, the direction for me than Jason has. <laughs> well, I think what happened is he's clearly very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and more uncomfortable than a normal person is, and a lot more uncomfortable than someone who wants to be an influencer. Like he's so it far. The... Of, remember how uncomfortable Brandon used to when he was like actually nice who and then when he like caught the wind of everybody thinking he was attractive and like him not being over his <laughs> his first marriage i don't know why i thought that was so <laughs> funny but suddenly i just remembered all the things that brendan put us through yeah. and i'm like god that's not that but like he was like clearly uncomfortable before yeah and it was cute and then it wasn't <clears throat> Yeah, that could probably be Jason. They might put him on that island, and he's like, "Oh, no. the ladies love Jason." Brendan was also funny. Jason, a little bit. Like he wasn't super funny, but he had funny moments. I don't. I think he was just pretty to look at, and he was very soft spoken. So we all thought that he was really empathetic and sensitive, and oh, no. he's got a niece. Oh, he knows a kid. It's sweet. But like, and then we were duped. But like, also. Like, I thought he was attractive, but that wasn't, like, holding me, like, changing my opinion of him. I thought he was, like, I thought he was fine, but I just feel like Jason just, like, very, like, there's nothing to him, and I don't think there's anything that's going to change him from being uncomfortable on camera. My favorite tweet of the night was, um, someone said that he looks like, (laughs) he looks like Michael Buble if Buble was actually pronounced Bumble, I think it was. (laughs) God, I love it. The internet. Internet. Round of applause for all y'all out there just tweeting tweeting some ridiculous stuff. Because I laugh all night long. Uh, Gabby says, I'm truly falling in love with him. I know my feelings are really strong, and I can definitely see him at the end of this with me. Which Who is... can you? Because you could definitely see. This is where I started to get mad at Gabby. Because no. she's like, I could definitely see it with Eric. And he's got a mullet. And that's saying something. But then he makes her mad. And then she's like, no, I'm mad at you now. You said that I can't sleep with everybody. So now it's this guy. Because Johnny already went home. So now this guy. I can definitely see it with this guy. If we have a good date, it's definitely him. Well, I mean, I I don't think that's what she was doing. I think it was she was trying to keep her options open because Eric had hurt her. I feel like Gabby just her pendulum swings really hard another way and then she tries to convince us and she tries to convince herself that like this person is the one because even when she talked about when she go okay I don't want you to have myself but remind me I had a point and 
I'll remember it. Okay. <laughs> um, Jason says, obviously, I do know that I'm into you. It's a good start. Okay, right? Favorite quote. Who are these guys that talk God? And when I'm with you, I feel like I'm having some of the best days ever. I know that the ex- what the expectation of this is for a lot of people is like being engaged and fully in love to me. To be like completely transparent and honest, I don't think I'm fully there yet. And the way that she takes all of this in, in true Gabby fashion, just nodding her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then you see her furrowed eyebrow for a second where she's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're not in love with me? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, she she starts to get really upset and talks to a producer. Says to wait this long to hear what he's to hear what he where he's at definitely hurts. There's a piece of me that wanted him to play along for just an effing second, but he can't. Okay, that moment when she said those words, can he just play along? I am not trying to marry someone who is just playing along. Yeah. Like, that is where this franchise and these people, and like I'm saying, fully yeah. aware that we are co-hosting a Bachelor franchise podcast. But this is where it blows my mind, is that you're willing to marry someone who is playing along until you get to the end. Like, this is my life. Why would I want, why would I ever want someone to just play along with me? So when she said that, I feel like that, like that gave me a little peek behind the curtain for Gabby, where Mm -hmm. she's also playing the role of the bachelorette and upset that these guys are falling like dominoes now, you know? Yeah. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like that. I was not a fan of it either. Uh, He, they catch back up and he says, today was a really special day and a big step in our relationship. It's something that we can really build on. I'm excited for that if we get the chance. Yeah. What did you think the where this is going? Like the way that they kept talking. I was proud of the fact that they kept talking. I I'm was proud of the way they kept talking. Yeah. I, I didn't expect them to not be together the next morning, but I didn't expect right. it to go well. I But I thought that they were going to be like, okay, so here's the deal you don't feel like you want to marry me right now. And I thought he was saying, I can get there in the real world. And what he was saying, everything that he was saying to me made sense because it's not reality. It is reality TV, but it's all in like luxury. It's all in the whole travel and, you know, and nobody, you're not seeing everybody. You're not meeting friends. You're not meeting the rest of the family. You're not grocery shopping, which by the way, is a perfect way to get to know somebody is to grocery shop with them. But like, you know, they're not doing the mundane things. So I get what he's saying. Like, how do I know? But I thought he was also saying like, but I want to try with you. And it seemed like that was the confusion where we, everyone thought that. And it seems to have been, I don't know if I can get in love with you. And I honestly don't know if I want to be with you anymore. That's where I was super confused because then when he pulls that the next morning, because I, like I said, I was proud of them for continuing this conversation saying like, Hey, let's do the fantasy suite together. You want to do that? He's like, sure. Okay. 
like I thought, okay, this is a perfect chance for them to really be like, maybe we can pull this off in the real world, but maybe we don't need to force a ring on here, you know? Like, but if you're really feeling the vibe and I'm really feeling the vibe and I think that this could be a really true thing in like maybe a month or two or three or maybe a year, let's do it. Yeah. But I think that Jason was saying these things to make her feel better. Like, I want to break up with you, but I don't really want to break up with you. You know, I think that you're incredible. I'm super into you. So no, of course I'm not going to break up with you. I just want to marry you. But inside he's like, oh, but we're going to break up like two seconds after this. Yeah. Uh, We wake up the next morning. The fantasy suite bed is clearly not used. We cut to (laughs) Gabby. She says, waking up, I'm hurt and I'm devastated. We We spent hours talking in circles. And I landed on the idea that I was like, maybe... It's not meant to be. And he said, he, and he was like, yeah, definitely. Like, when were you going to tell me that? The fact that he was like, camera off. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this dude waited until the camera was off and everybody's out of the room. He's like, listen, um, yeah, no, no, it ain't you, boo. It ain't you. What? Uh, so she goes over to his room. I mean, obviously, this was the last time that this was going to be the end of the relationship. She says, you are willing to be here and participate. So I took that as you did at least go. You did at least think this was going somewhere after this week. But then last night, you were questioning if this is real and saying you can't see me in the outside world. And he says, I'm sorry. I genuinely want what's best for you. And I think you're an amazing person. And she cuts him off. And he says, I truly just want you to realize that she says, I truly just want you to realize that I've been let on. Yeah. And this is where the difference between Johnny and Jason are. Because like Johnny shed tears. Johnny was like, listen, I'm just not ready to marry you. And basically this whole show is trying to force me to get a free ring from Neil Lane. (laughs) And be like, yeah, let's do this. Johnny probably would have been like a good boyfriend in life. Mm-hmm. But, a, but boyfriend, Jason, a boyfriend that wasn't going to get engaged anytime soon. Right. But like maybe, and I get it. With that, I understand like weighing when you're comparing two separate relationships and Eric is like, I'm I'm willing to put a ring on it. Like I'm a sure thing. Whereas Johnny's like, I could be a sure thing in the future. But I'm just not now, but I'm, I could get there with you because, like, you're such a dope girl. Whereas Jason is like, maybe, sort of, just kidding, I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> well, I don't want to be here anymore. When it comes to John and Gabby's in her mind, she's probably thinking, I'm 31. If we date That's- for three years and then we break up and then I have to start over again, I'm looking at late 30s before I get married. She's like, I don't want to date someone who's in their mid mm-hmm. twenties. That's true. Cause John, how old was Johnny? I think he was a sim- I think he was between like, I think he was around Zach's age, but, uh, Ooh. Oh yeah. I think, okay. I think he was, a, I think he was a good deal younger than her. Cause we have to remember that there was a lot of rumors that it was just Rachel and they added Gabby. So there's a lot of people in the, low the mid to high 20s age range that was uh, meant for rachel 
So That's we. True. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. He's 25. Yeah. Okay. You know what? So I would. So if he's yeah. ready, if he wants to get engaged at 28, she's not getting engaged till she's 34. Mm-hmm. Which is not that big of a deal. But in her mind, she might be like, I have done doing this. Mm-hmm. I want to get started on a life and a future now. Also, he is, um, I mean, like his energy did seem very youthful. Now I know for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> and even, even though, like, I mean, like my energy is youthful, but like not. Not 25-year-old youthful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so maybe that's the case that his. His, I think his his energy matched 25, and that makes sense now. I was thinking he was older, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, she finishes, they finish up, and he leaves, and she's crying to the camera saying, he never loved me. It's not even that he didn't want an engagement. He didn't want me. Right. Which, so as, much as, I, as much as I like to be like, okay, relax a little bit. I think this was a very accurate statement from her. This is for sure, for sure. Very, very accurate. Um, but then when she starts to wonder if she's too broken to be loved, I'm like, your brokenness had nothing to do with this, though. Nope. And I get he's... how, like, trauma can, like, merge together like yeah. that. And you're like, is it because of this? Is it because of this and all of these things? But, like, no, this guy just wasted your time. Yeah. This isn't. This doesn't have anything to do with you being too broken to love. Like, he just is like... I'm going to show and I can't really figure out a way to get out of it. Shoot, this girl likes me now. (laughs) Uh, So we move on to Gabby and Zach's date. They go tequila tasting in Mexico. This is my favorite date. This is my favorite date out of all of them. Yeah, this this was a good date that wasn't like like forced cool time. Mm Mm-hmm. Like most yeah. dates, most also, I dates... mean, like this is my favorite date. All of the results and everything, my yeah. favorite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she is she is flipped on the this man is not for me switch. She said she's struggling because her connection with Zach simply isn't as strong as it is with Tino and Avon. And she says, from what I can, uh, and he says, from what I can tell from Rachel, I'd like to think I'm the one that's going to be here at the end proposing to her. I'm more than excited. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's just... This is the moment that your girl showed us all who she really is. Because... Remember the way she was on the pier um, with Tyler? Yeah. When she walked into the date and she knew. She knew that this is not the person. She just knew. Mm-hmm. And when she starts getting bombarded, bamboozled, all these things with his family popping up out of nowhere. Um, and she's like, okay, here's the deal. I got to break it to you gently and I got to be real with you. It's not going to work out. Where was that level of empathy or that level of um, like compassion for this guy who's much farther along than baby boy Tyler? Who is, you've now met his family. You know, you've had really good time. Yeah. You've convinced us that he is probably a front runner because Tino is a loose cannon and his family, like, they're going to kill you. Um, But because you wanted Tino all along, and now that he's like, girl, there's no reality without you. And she's like, okay. Um, (laughs) Now with Zach, you're suddenly going to be like, how do I get out of this one? 
it's not going to be by telling the truth. It's going to be by subtly planting clues and planting little things that convince Zach that he's the crazy one. That he's not ready. This isn't what he wants. Which let's just point out the fact that Rachel was younger than her when she was in the same position convinced that she was ready to get engaged. Everything about the rest of this date, which like I said is my favorite, but not because of the destination, because of the true colors that it showed us. Maybe it's also because I get a sick satisfaction of being your favorite. You spoke so highly of Rachel and you had her on the pedestal and then she knocked herself off. (laughs) I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Would I still marry her? Yes. So just of like, course, of course. Let's just relax. And I'd be watching this wedding, just like I told you. I told you. It like, it's cool though. Look at how beautiful she is. She's so nice. She's the worst. Stop <laughs> it. So uh, they have they have a awkward conversation about coffee the next morning. He's saying that he likes it. She's saying it's too bitter. I don't know if this was just a glimpse into their evening conversation where they she just was disagreeing with anything he said. I think that, like, okay, wait, let's backtrack, though. Because, like, until the next morning, until we get to the fantasy speed and then it being it, everything seemed pretty nice, right? Going, going up until... The, any of the commercial break that led into the fantasy suites, suites, I'm looking at my phone and just like, I don't know how we're going to do 30 more minutes. Yeah. Everything seemed pretty fun. Everything seemed like very standard. Like it was like sex in the running, even though she's telling us like, I've got really strong feelings for Tino, but it feel it felt like a, it felt like a, um, kind of like, okay, but Zach is still in the running. It felt like they do every time where like, they're always trying to make you question the person who's there. And, like, yeah. remind you that there's other relationships. hmm Yeah. But then cut to the next morning, and when they start when they start talking about coffee, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was, like, the most awkward conversation. The most awkward vibe. Like, I literally, I'm sitting there, and I'm, um, I, I chose not to cook during this episode, so I was eating Panda Express. And I'm like literally enjoying my fried rice and my and my what do you call it the the chow mein and my orange chicken, okay, perfect blend. My red wine, super excited about this. This comes back, and I was like, oh, oh, so like either the sex was terrible, <laughs> or no, it had to have been the sex was terrible, right? But then Zach is like, listen, uh, Rachel basically starts talking, like cameras are out, everybody's gone. And she's like, but are you sure? Religion, politics, you're too young. What? He, he says, uh, fantasy suite with Rachel last night with Rachel was not the night I expected. Rachel brought up her fear that maybe I'm not ready for commitment like marriage at this early of an age. She got really adamant, like, are you ready? Are you sure? Rachel's concern came out of nowhere, and I feel like it's bullcrap, to be honest. She was putting on a front. It was, like, a front the entire time. Mm-hmm. Like, which one Which one is Rachel? 
fantasy suite Rachel or season leading up to this Rachel? Because yeah. I'm inclined to believe fantasy suite Rachel is the real Rachel. I feel like Rachel's probably somewhere in the middle. This girl straight up tried to gaslight him. Okay, but I feel like they, this obviously we have to remember that I do have a bias, but I really feel like she was just wanting him to leave on his own so that she didn't have to break someone else's heart. And she was willing to just yeah. like, I whatever I have to do to like get this man to quit on his own. Yeah. And that's gaslighting. That's like convincing someone that, oh, but this was like, this was your thing. You know, you didn't, you didn't want to be here really. You're not ready yeah. because you're too young. When my favorite moment of the night also was when Jesse is like, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, because her, she's, um, how old is she? She's 26. They're only a few months hey, apart. Hey, Ernie, stop it. We're just not getting to that conversation. You you do this every time. I, I, I'm livid. The veil has been lifted. We see the real Rachel. It ain't it. Can we, Get out of here. Can we work ourselves there for the love of God one fine, time? Fine, fine. Keep talking. I'm going to shut my blinds so no creepy neighbor can see me. Okay. <laughs> just want to deal with you. You're yeah. too aggressive right now. Rachel. Uh, so then Jesse and Zach have a conversation. Uh Zach says she could be my future wife. And once again, we have an awkward situation in the, uh, and then he says, I was very, it was very inauthentic sometimes. And then Jesse That's says, because she's inauthentic. Okay. That was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, man. What do you want to do? Zach decides that he needs to talk to Rachel about how he feels at the fantasy suite about the fantasy suite conversation before the rose ceremony but we make them start the rose ceremony uh first so we have Tina we have Zach arrive at the rose ceremony first we I thought that like he was meeting her there early but he was just like showing up first and then Tina and then Avon walks in and then Tina walks in and then when Rachel shows up, Jesse tells Rachel that Gabby is not coming, and that she she said he says Gabby will not be joining you at this rose ceremony. You are the only bachelorette here. Your journeys will now continue like separately, aka a rose ceremony with one person is not a rose ceremony. It's just the end. Right, right. Was this before? This is before her conversation. Yeah, right? this is when she's arriving at the rose ceremony. Right, but I mean before Gabby's conversation, her last conversation. Yeah, they showed this Wasn't... first. Okay, okay. Um, I also <laughs> because now I have such a um a skewed um version of Rachel in my brain. When she's like, oh, I'm gonna miss Gabby. I was like, no, girl, this is what she wanted the entire time. You're like, Gabby's not gonna be here. Oh, my friend but now i this is my time to shine now it's all about me right now i don't get to share this stage for one second more and then spoiler alert you gotta finish the rest live next week <laughs> but for one brief and shining moment rachel got what she wanted to the entire time with everyone all eyes on her i don't trust your girl okay you made that very clear and you need i know to... and i love that you're getting angrier and angrier no, at your face. no but like you're being a 10 right now 
and you need to be like a six at most. Get out of here. You're just having a lot of really intense emotion right now. And yes, like, I am because I don't like the fact that Zach, who I once thought was a boring and who I thought that his first date was trash boring. and I thought that their entire was trash. I thought that he would leave much earlier than what he did, but he stuck around and now he grew on me and I don't like seeing him screwed over like this. Also, I like his uncle. So there. That was like a 12, like yeah, cut it in half. No, I'm going to bump it up to 20. Keep telling me to calm down. Uh, so there's a little bit of ITMs for Rachel and Zach as we kind of get set up for the rose ceremony. And as she grabs the first rose, Zach says, can I talk to you for a moment? Uh, Tino gets really pissy. Avon makes a face, but also doesn't interact, doesn't want, seem to want to interact with Tino at all. So they just like casually chat about how hot and irritated they are while they while Zach and Rachel walk away. But Tino's always sweating. Tino's always like, oh gosh. He, I just he <laughs> I love the, the, the fact that they like barely waited for them to leave the room before they were like, oh <laughs> Who's to say they were? Who's to say they were out of the room to be honest? Right. But also, I get it. I would be a pool of sweat. I'd be yeah. like, look, unless you're gonna allow me to do this in a t shirt and tank top a t-shirt and shorts. I'm going to sweat through my clothes. Deal with it. What's their destination again? They're in Mexico. Okay. Mexico with Mexico in mid to late May. Yikes. Yeah, no. So next we have so then right before they have their conversation, we cut to back to the resort where Gabby's where Gabby is looking to have a conversation with Eric. They, she basically they apologize to each other for how that last conversation went. Uh, she, she tells him that he's the only one last left and that he loves you, that he loves, she loves him. And then he says, I love you too. I love you, Gabby. He was very excited about this. Um, I, like, he was excited about this. My bachelor, bachelorette loving mom was excited about this too because she texted me throughout the night about how worried she was about Gabby, how sad she felt for her. And so when this happened, she was like, like I texted her and I was like, well, that's it for Gabby, I guess. And she was like, I know, good for her. I'm so excited. And I was like, I had mixed emotions because I felt like the way that Gabby presented this to Eric was kind of like, Johnny left and she didn't really talk about all of those details. But she's like, Johnny left because he, you know, he wasn't there yet. Jason left because he wasn't there yet. And I realized what I deserve. So now I choose you. To me, that's the way it sounded and the way that Eric probably would have taken it. Like, she didn't send him home. You know, she picked me. Yeah. But that's not the case. These guys removed themselves she cried about it. She was rightfully so upset about it. But she didn't choose Eric the way that she presented it to him. Well, I mean, we can beat her on the bush a little bit, but she was going to. Like we we can we can we can beat her on the bush. Like obviously Johnny was not in contention. And Jason, she enjoyed Jason. But even at the hometown, she was asking Jason's family, like, hey, like, is this, 
who is this dude really? Because, like, he's so reserved. Like, is he always like this? Like, she was testing the waters there at Eric, at Eric's. And this week, she was just like, yeah, I really like this guy. I really like him. I love his family. We fit in great. I think that there was not really a choice besides Eric at this point. So while the other two may have left one on their own accord and one mutual, I really think that it was like very obvious even before that. Like, okay, like this is not, this is a one horse race. I don't know. Something about it felt off. I get that. I I just don't think that there was really a whole lot else option wise. I think I also just keep thinking about um, Love is Blind. Um, (laughs) And I keep thinking about Ayana and how she was definitely the second choice, even though they got married. No divorce. You know, like, and then they break up. So we all spoiler alert, and we got to watch the After the Altar special now. (laughs) Which I wasn't planning to watch, but I guess I should. (laughs) But, uh... I just keep thinking about how that second choice vibe, and like you're saying, like maybe maybe he's the first choice the the whole time, maybe he's the logical choice, maybe he's the best choice, but it just feels like he was the second choice. Not only was he the second choice after Nate, but now he's the second choice out of these other guys, even though these other guys weren't in contention, you know. And obviously, it just I get I get that, out. but I I just feel like it was almost like. It was almost kind of, it was honestly, in my opinion, similar to Clayton's season where like Rachel and Gabby were like, let go the way they were. And it was only Susie left, mm-hmm. but it was also the only option that was going to, it was the only, that was the only way it was going to end to begin with. I guess. I mean, to me, I also literally felt that Rachel had more of a chance than the three of them until she didn't. But. Yeah, fair. Uh, so we finish this conversation, they're in love, and we seem to be happy, although she's crying next week or the week after, so we'll see what happens with that. That's because, uh, I think that Gabby is still like, hey, even though we talked in the room, and I'm like, you know what, you're the only person here, so it's gonna be us. Um, I think she's still like, proposed to me, and I think that he might... (laughs) surprise here's my my guess is that he might surprise be like hey so remember when i said that i like wanted to get engaged with this but i don't really want to but i'm still gonna date you all right i don't know what's gonna happen but it's gotta be something for her to be crying but she's crying everybody's losing their minds and this is where jesse palmer is like guys let me address the nation and the state of the state of bachelorette nation like sort of thing. I, I can't even. So at the end of this episode, Jesse for the last few minutes comes out and talks to us in a partially, in a mostly not put together studio from next week. Uh, it says that he said that the a conversation that they wanted to show was so emotional and they want us to take a moment to prepare ourselves for the shocking drama. So we are ending take this seven episode. days to prepare yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> take a few minutes or seven days, whatever makes you feel better. Uh, so we will not be seeing anything else this week, and then we will have two hours next Tuesday and two hours the Tuesday after that. I love the fact that he's like, "You, we, we're not going to show you anything else tonight." And I'm like, "Duh, Jesse, look at the clock. There's two minutes. I, I gotta find out who's gonna win claim to fame. I knew that." <laughs> so that is how uh, we end this episode, Ernie. It's been 
This was a wild four hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm just saying two things. I learned two things. Uh, you already pointed out one, that Gabby has a terrible picker um, and that she doesn't really know what she's doing. I, I just love her, love her, doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> and the second thing, Rachel, um, what is it? You live long enough, you either... Uh, What's the quote? You live long oh, enough. Oh, no, I know the quote. I just want to see if you can figure it out. <laughs> the, the quote is, you die a hero, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's right. That's right. I love that movie, too. I can't, I can't believe I failed it. Um, I think that Rachel has lived long enough in the Bachelor franchise to see herself become the villain. That's where I'm at right now. It's, hap it's, it's happened many a time. I think that she is now the villain. The way that she handled things with Zach, I'm like, and I know that we're all a villain in someone's story. We can't always be the hero. But Rachel, she her villain, her villain origin story is on full display. Her villain origin story started last season and we just we just didn't catch it. No, oh yeah. No. When Clayton screwed her over, that's when she was like Dark Phoenix started brewing inside <laughs> her soul. <laughs> okay. Uh so there's gonna be two hours next week, two hours a week after that. And then seven days after that, we get Paradise. So we will not be stopping anytime soon. Uh, you can follow us for updates during the episodes on Podcasting Without Reasons on Instagram, at Right Reasons Pod on Twitter. Uh, I think that's it, Ernie. I feel like we got out a lot of words today. So I feel like I'm, we're, I'm safe ending it here. And then we will obviously have the two-week finale next week and the week after. I think so too. I think that we covered all our grounds, and I think that um, my uh, I think that my passion for this has uh, obviously rattled your cage. You can't stand the fact I, I that Rachel really is the, the worst. I think it was the intensity of which you were rattling. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody has to yell the truth, okay? And it's going to be myself. I'm going to tell. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. Okay. I'm Bye. Like, <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.